Yes, well, uh, you'll be thrilled to know uh, that I'm back. Uh, you can probably hear in my voice I'm a bit tired. And uh, I've just been out taking the leaves off the car because I looked out from my rocking chair about to settle down to do this podcast and realised the car was covered in autumn leaves uh, and it needs a good wash. So welcome to episode 167 of Mr. Burt Pods. Well, uh, yes, it's been a very difficult time uh, the past month. A uh, bit of a bad dream, really. So um, I'm back home, uh, absolutely shattered beyond belief. Uh, although I've started to recover. And um, I don't know what to say, really. I'm so tired. So uh, I got back on... Uh, when did I get back? Last Monday, I drove back, um, having done the get-out uh, of the production. I helped do the get-out and uh, basically spent most of last week in bed uh, trying to recover. Uh, I haven't been getting out of bed before midday. Um, I had to postpone. I've started... I sort of started work up uh, in my normal work uh, as I'm back on the latest production, having been booted off the last one, he says bitterly. Um, yeah, so I had to postpone that because I couldn't, just didn't have the strength to go in and do it. So I did less than I planned. Uh, and then that's all starting up again on Wednesday. So I've got today and tomorrow to get myself back to normal but I did manage to get out for well I managed to do my first yoga session for about a week and a half this morning Bride of uh Bride of Plankenspine which I thought was quite funny from Adrian it was her Halloween uh, episode or not episode lesson and she basically dressed up as uh, Bride of Frankenstein and did a back uh, spine uh 20 minutes uh centering around doing plank hence bride of plank and spine which i thought was very clever and then i went for a run uh i couldn't manage my full um 5k did about 4k a little bit slower than normal but uh, i was glad i did it because i really couldn't get out of bed this morning uh and it's got to the stage where i'm lying in bed thinking have i now got used to lying in bed because i'm just got into that frame of mind now or am i still so tired i can't get out of bed uh but I transitioned very badly from sleep to wake, wakefulness, so uh, that doesn't help. So, yes, yeah, stalking, what can I say? Um, yeah, it was uh, intense, uh, not very enjoyable, I have to say, and um, I'm home again. Dorking is a funny little place. I actually worked with loads and loads of people on the show and forgot to recommend this podcast to any of them, but there we go. Uh, it's a very pretty little town a very old town actually uh, and the production was in the beautiful uh, Quaker meeting house which was built as a, as the original Quaker no well it wasn't the original Quaker meeting house the Quakers used to meet in another building uh, which something happened to it and then they built this building from scratch for themselves and um, it's a beautiful building uh, going back to Victorian times, uh, the main hall is divided into two uh, by a very large oak panelled, not really a screen, it is actually, it does look like a wall, 
uh, with an arched top. Uh, sadly, it doesn't work anymore. Maybe never will if they cannot raise the money. But uh, the idea is that the top half of that the, basically there is a split, horizontal split just above the central door from side to side, and there is a probably a counterweight mechanism. Well, there's a mechanism, but I imagine it works on counterweights. Uh, that I didn't see, but you wind or pull or something, and the whole uh, the whole wall splits. So the top half goes up into the roof, and the bottom half goes down into a pit below the building. Uh, it must look absolutely spectacular when it uh, works. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I did ask actually if there's any videos of or film footage of uh, it before it uh, ceased working, but uh, there doesn't seem to be. I haven't seen any photographs either. It's a beautiful, beautiful hall. And when we put it all back together again on the last day, because um, I hadn't, because basically the uh, epic show went from room to room. So it went from the hall, one half of the hall to the other half of the hall, used the kitchen area, used a little quiet room area, and it used the lobby of the building. The building's not huge. Um, just got lots of areas to it. Um, the benches had all been, the Quaker benches had all been taken out of the main hall when I got there. Well, they have been covered up, been piled up and covered up. So um, we put everything back in place for the Quakers uh, who had been using it throughout the month that we were there for their meetings. And it's absolutely beautiful. They, they It's obviously a very democratic uh, system. They, all, they sit in a square and it's all the original um, benches so the benches are as old as the building uh, and as one of them said there's some it's almost like time travel sitting on the um it's a car going past um sitting on the benches because uh you're sitting there uh as a continuation of gen of generations of the quakers well not me personally i'm not a quaker but these are the present-day quakers uh, and they're really beautiful handmade benches very simple um and the table in the middle and uh, yeah, the whole thing, the whole hall is absolutely beautiful. Very, very peaceful atmosphere to it. Um, we worked with a few. I had lots of volunteers to help me, which was partly the problem. I didn't actually have the same people working with me every night, other than a couple of um, work experience uh, students who were fifteen and sixteen, um, and who fortunately were absolutely lovely and brilliant at their job and. Uh, just not what I expected to 15 and 16 year old boy and a girl to be like at all. They were so good. Uh, the girl was very bossy and bossed absolutely everybody around, but that was fine. Um, they were really lovely. Um, her mum was a Quaker and a couple of my volunteers were Quakers uh, and really, really lovely people. Uh, two of us, the company was staying in the Quaker house with other uh, Quakers and uh, just very, very warm, generous um, people, has to be said. Uh, really lovely to work with. And if I hadn't been tired, actually, I would have gone to a Quaker meeting on Sunday morning, but I was so shattered every Sunday morning that uh, I didn't make it. And then the other plus side was I, I stayed in two uh, lodgings, for want of a better word, in people's houses, both of which were very large houses, had to be said. Uh, one was with uh, Sparky, who was a cross between a red Labrador, which are not as well 
known as the usual honey coloured and black and dark brown Labradors. Cross between that and a poodle. So uh, Sparky was absolutely gorgeous and used to come and sit on my uh, foot when I was in the middle of yoga and um, brought great joy into my life, I had to say, for a week. And then I moved to another house. Uh, both of them were quite a long way away from Dorking, so with a bit of a drive. Uh, and uh, I had an absolutely lovely time there and uh, made uh, lovely friends with the owners So um, who are in Japan at the moment. Uh, the owners both older than me and their social life is just an absolute whirl. I've never known anybody who goes out so much and sees so many friends. Uh, when I'm staggering along at my age thinking I'm too old to be socialising anymore, can't do this. They're quite astonishing. So uh, they'd been to France, they'd put me up, they'd had some other guests while I was there, then they're off to Japan at the moment, and then they're off to Bali for a month, uh, next month, January. So, um, yeah, they were quite a pair. So that was really lovely. They were great. So um, the volunteers were all fantastic who helped me out. Uh, the stress of it partly was I was continually having to teach people um, what the, the, the show involved as well as coordinate all the volunteers. So I was also doing lots of emailing, trying to organize everybody, trying to get them all together. The volunteers helped build the set. I can't really say set. Each room was sort of transformed uh, into uh, a, a space uh, for each sort of scene that was in it. Uh, some of it more complex than other bits. So a lot of the volunteers helped with all that. And um, it was epic, I have to say. It was an absolutely epic production. It was like, it felt like working on a West End show, to be honest. Um, the audience moved around from room to room, and as they were in the next room, we were all one behind them, transforming the room uh, into the next setting for the next scene. I'm really tired. <laughs> I'm really tired. Um, I can't get my words out. So um, that involved a lot of... Uh, moving things. Uh, there was a part where the audience planted peas in pots, so that involved quite a lot of tidying up and clearing up uh, and watering them, and uh, there was an awful lot to do, it had to be said. Um, I think everyone was a bit shocked <laughs> at how much there was to do, and I think all the volunteers were grateful that they weren't walking on all 15 shows that we did in a week. I mean, 15 shows. Saturday, uh, both Saturdays had three shows, one at 11, one at 3, and one at 7. Uh, and by the end of it, I could barely talk or walk. Um, so that was um, that. was that. But yes, it was um, the audiences. I didn't really see the audiences because I was busy um, uh, seeing, seeing dressing, room dressing for the next scene. So, um, But I gathered that especially the children really did enjoy it a lot. Uh, and we had... Quite a few people came in wheelchairs, which was a bit of a challenge, but we managed to get them round as, and to see as much as possible uh, with the use of ramps. Um, and they were very, uh, they, they all made an effort to thank us uh, for it. They really enjoyed it. Uh, we had some special needs people with learning difficulties who were quite noisy. And <laughs> um, um, we had uh, someone with, uh, someone who, I'm not, sure where she was completely without hearing but she went around with a signer uh, and that was really lovely so it had one little boy who had a because Darren had done some work in schools 
making masks and models that we used in the show and he'd come in and uh, the audience used the masks for a scene and unfortunately his see his mask had been taken by another little girl and he had the most enormous meltdown i've seen screaming shouting pushing and hitting his mom he was quite a big boy i don't know physically quite big i think he was about 11 possibly about 10 or 11 i don't know um and yeah i mean his mum i mean i could have cried just watching what his mum he put her through uh and then his mum left and his dad took over and he was literally pulling him i mean it was like a cartoon the boy was like holding onto the door frame as his dad tried to get him out and calm him down i mean he was absolutely seeing red there was it was a red mist so um we all tried to stay really calm and you know just not interfere and but make sure you know the parents his parents were okay and he came back the next day or was it the next show uh, i gave him his mask so he could take the, the mask home um and he came back and he apologized it obviously you know once the the red mist had gone he'd been able to calm down and art he was very very articulate even when he was really angry he was very very articulate um he realized what he'd done and he apologized to me and um he went through the show a second time and apparently just got in the same but he grinned apparently all the way through it was completely engaged with it and it was a real compliment that his mum and dad felt they could bring him back for another show after what had happened at the previous one so that was lovely um yeah it was um it was quite a month so we had three months of three months god it feels like it three weeks of rehearsals which were uh which were quite lively and um lots of running around uh lots and lots and lots of running around actually so i was practically being i was trying to be company stage manager looking after the cast and everybody uh i was trying to stage manage it which was coordinating all the backs stage stuff i was trying to be the deputy stage manager which was keeping an eye on the book uh, the script which was pretty much impossible because i was so busy doing other things and i was trying to be an assistant stage manager which was actually helping with the, all the scene changes and everything else and i was coordinating the uh volunteers who uh, varied from night to night all were absolutely brilliant and i have to say i was expecting one person to be you know difficult or not very good or what have you and everybody was just so lovely i mean i have to say the majority of them must have been 60 plus um apart from the two work experience students uh, it wasn't a young group of people and they really did work hard it was physically very hard um not all of them were at all that age but most of them were uh it turned out one of them had been uh had seen a show that i got booted off in london actually which is quite funny um so yeah i've just sent out some emails thanking them all for the help because I was um, completely indebted to them all and I just wouldn't have managed it without them to be quite honest but had anybody who was a dead weight it would have just been an absolute nightmare so uh, yeah I so I got back I drove back on Monday and um, I'm absolutely shattered I'm getting better because I've managed at least to get out for a run today uh, I've done practically nothing I've done two nights on the show just one watching my job share person operate the show and the second night me doing it um and then as of wednesday um i'm going to be doing it straight through to saturday and then sort of get back into a normal pattern 
Uh, I had a little clinky with my uh, co-worker after the show, which was very lovely. And uh, other than that, I've been lying in bed. I've done absolutely no reading. I did manage to keep my yoga going, uh, although there wasn't much room uh, to do it, in the, particularly in the second house I was in. But I did manage to keep that going, which was good. And then last week, I just completely gave up on it because I was so tired every morning. Um, so getting back to doing the yoga session this morning was actually really helpful. But I think it really kept me grounded. The other thing I found completely astonishing about the whole uh, experience was how calm I am uh, in situations of extreme pressure. <laughs> thing I can't cope with day-to-day -day life without extreme anxiety uh, put me in a pressurised um backstage theatre situation and I'm as calm, cool as a cucumber somebody actually wrote to me and uh, everyone thanked me for being so calm so internally I was an absolute volcano of emotions but um, externally I managed to stay calm which was lovely and uh, I was quite proud of myself and I you know I haven't done a lot I've done stage management before uh, I was very proud of myself managing to get through it because I thought if I can get through that I can probably get through anything to be quite honest um, just, but you know, it has taken a bit of a toll on me so um that was that so yeah no reading the big news actually and it is huge news and a lot of you especially listeners going back to the very beginning of this podcast uh, are going to have to uh, hold on to something uh, the big news is that i think the extension is finished now this extension has been going on for uh, well, I started this podcast in lockdown and it had been started at that point. So uh, it's been going on for about three years. It's basically um, a very small semi-detached house that's had its loft extended and the uh, ground floor extended in a sort of wraparound way, not very big. Uh, it's taken about three years. It's been a complete eyesore. Uh, I think it may, they're probably fiddling around still on the inside, but I think it might be finished on the outside. Um doesn't look as bad as I thought it would now because it's just all painted white uh, but I am a little bit disappointed because obviously I've got nothing to moan about now uh, well one less thing to moan about let's put it that way um what else have I not been doing I managed to keep my piano playing up because luckily fortunately both houses I stayed in had pianos which was lovely and um I I've been very excited with uh I don't know. Was I didn't bang on about tracks. Tracks was a podcast, but it's still on the BBC. Uh, it's not a podcast. It's a. It was an original thriller. It went on for about three or four series with Romola Garay in the lead. Um, sort of a mad. Uh, fantasy conspiracy theory thing, which make which probably put everybody off wanting to listen to it if I describe it like that, but was so brilliantly written and produced i mean the astonishing sound effects and sound quality of it the script although completely bonkers never let me down for a minute um i completely gripped all the way through it it was so well written um uh that it's only when you actually stop listening to it you realize how i think back i think the whole thing was completely mad but at the time I've just caught completely caught up in it. Anyway, I've discovered so that's tracks. So I can really recommend that. It's about four or five series. I can't remember, but you can go back to series one. Uh, I found that he's Matthew Broughton, who wrote that, has written another new one, which came, started out last year, which I 
uh, admissed, I've discovered that now, it's called Broken Colours, uh, which again has got the same, he manages to create these really uneasy atmospheres. Uh, we're not quite sure, we're never quite sure what's going on. Uh, this is different to, it's got a very odd atmosphere to it, but it's different to tracks. Um, I'm not quite sure where it's going. I've only I've heard three episodes. So I'm very excited about that. And then television, uh, we've finished quite a lot of things. So we've nearly finished Only Murders in the Building, got one more of that. And we've started watching the third series of Lupin on Netflix, which I can thoroughly recommend, which is based on some 19th century gentleman. Is it sort of a gentleman, upper-class burglar? Um who was a bit of a Robin Hood, uh, but it's been reimagined into the 20th, 21st century um, and apparently catapulted the uh, lead actor to stardom, which doesn't surprise me at all because he's amazing in it. Um, but they reference, they reference the original stories all the way through it, so which I really like about it. But they're basically... Um, Basically, it's those things where you, you've just got no idea what's going on until everything gets explained. It's all sleight of hand and, you know, things get stolen. And so that's really good. And then also started watching uh, a thing on Netflix, which The Guardian had been raving about, called Bodies. Saw the first episode last night and was completely and utterly hooked on it. And I very rarely have ever binge watched, but I was very tempted to go into the second uh, episode straight away, but I didn't. Um it's a what is it? I'm not quite sure what it is. Basically, a body has been found in the east end of London, but the um, I'm sorry, distracted by somebody walking past. The uh, twist is that there are three, at least three, time parallel stories going on with the same body. So one is set in the present, one is set in the 1940s, and one is set in the 1890s. I think uh, it's so gripping. And it also manages to bring a lot of issues in without sound, without feeling like an issue-based piece, uh, which I really admire. Um, I think it's fantastic. I think it's brilliantly written uh, and utterly compelling. Um, that sounds like a quote, doesn't it? Brilliantly written and utterly compelling. Um, anyway, I've tired myself out with this now, and I'm quite tired of rocking backwards and forwards. So, uh, and I don't want to keep rocking backwards and forwards so much that I start dribbling. So I think I'm going to finish there, and um, I hope next week. Now next week, Monday, I think having the floor pulled up to look at what's causing the damp patches downstairs. So I might postpone the podcast. I might do it on Sunday or Tuesday, but I'll try and get something out on Monday. I'll try and do it on Sunday and get it out on Monday. Uh, but uh, yeah, just to bear that in mind. Uh, just when everybody thought it was safe to go back in the water, I might uh, be altering the podcast times again. Um, I'm sorry if I've not been terribly coherent. Uh, I can't keep saying I'm tired. I'm so tired of saying that I'm tired. I don't know what to say anymore, uh, but I'm tired. Uh, I hope everybody is less tired than me. Uh, it's lovely to be back. Uh, certainly lovely to be back in my own home after a month. And uh, thank you for listening. <laughs>